Well, good morning, Texas Values Radio listeners. It's a, another great and glorious day in the state of Texas. Happy Friday or whatever day of the week you happen to be listening because you can be listening and streaming any time of the week on iHeartRadio, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook. And of course, you can catch us weekly with our very good partners at KTX. W1120 AM, The Bridge, or uh, KWRD 100.7, Word, The Word. I'm Jonathan Covey. I'm the Policy Director for Texas Values, filling in for Jonathan Signs today. And I am excited because we have a great show lined up for you today. And not only that, but an exciting announcement at the end of our program about a very exciting upcoming event that you do not want to miss. But before we get into all of that, I'm excited to uh, this morning have a colleague of mine uh, at Texas Values here as a guest on the radio show to talk about the Honoring God program. Brian English is the director of our Church Ambassador Network. Uh, In the past, Brian has had a pastoral ministry. He's done work in many areas of uh, public policy and politics. He was also the Iowa State Director for Senator Ted Cruz uh, in his uh, 2016 presidential uh, campaign as well. So Brian, uh, welcome to the program. It's great to see you, sir. Well, it's good to see you even over Zoom. Always enjoy being in person, but this this is a good opportunity for us to talk a little bit about the Honoring God Toolkit as we get ready for the upcoming election. Absolutely. Well, it's it's great to have you on. Um, and and look, let's let's just jump right into it a little bit. You know, I I think you would agree. Um, as Christians, we're called, you know, to make choices, even when the choices are, are are not easy, even when the choices are hard. And this is particularly true within our spheres of of influence that we've been given. And one of those fears um, and one of those privileges is is voting. So tell us a little bit about uh, the Honoring God Toolkit, the program, and how it's helping folks to make those decisions and prayerfully make those choices. Sure. Well, if folks are familiar with the uh, Church Ambassador Network, you will recognize that I go out of my way and we, uh, as a group of pastors, go out of our way to engage elected officials from a nonpartisan perspective. When we take pastors to the Capitol, we're not engaging with those elected officials based on the letter after their name, but we're engaging with them because they're created in the image of God and that they've been placed in an institution ordained by God for a very special purpose. And so uh, as we get close to an election season, it might seem a little curious to folks that I'm encouraging people to get out and vote. And What we're doing with this Honoring God Toolkit is providing pastors with a a set of resources that will encourage people to go out and participate in the process, not not elevating one candidate over another, not elevating one party over another, but encouraging people to see this vote that they have been entrusted with as an opportunity to steward that vote and to honor God by participating in the process. We, we live in a unique season in human history where God has entrusted us with a role in the process of elevating our leaders. And uh, we know that God is ultimately the, the authority that rises up and brings down kings and rulers. And yet in our system, we have a part to play in selecting who governs us. And so 
the materials that folks will find in the Honoring God Toolkit are designed to help us to see that electoral process through the filter of our Christian witness and, and to uh, resist the temptation to identify ourselves uh, in a way other than our identity in Christ, and yet to, to fully encourage people to, in that role, as believers, as citizens, to engage in the process and to participate in the upcoming elections. No, I, I think that's great. I think, and like you were talking about, you know, this is uh, for candidates of all parties, um, and and it's something where you're encouraging uh, everyone to view it through the lens of uh, the worldview of scripture and um, and stewardship as well. So, I mean, uh, you know, I think what what that calls, you know, uh, what that calls into question, and, and the the question that comes to my mind is, you know, why is it important? Why would you consider it important for Christians to participate in the election? And why is this, you know, this important, especially for these upcoming November elections? Sure. Well, my focus at the Church Ambassador Network really ramps up the day after the election. And once we know who's in office, that's that's our mission field for the next uh, couple of years. We're, we're going to work with whoever God elevates to public office. The reason that we're focusing so much on voting is the process of interacting with those elected officials begins by selecting them. And so uh, we, we have an obligation, I would say, not just an opportunity, but an obligation to do our homework, to research the candidates. And that's not something you can do the day of the election. And so we, right. we try to get ahead of this and, and, Texas Values as an organization participates in the process at various levels. But from my perspective, working with pastors, I'm trying to uh, make sure that they have resources to, to challenge people not to just vote according to a party affiliation, not just to vote based on a flyer they get in the mail or an ad that they see on TV or on Facebook, but to actually do their homework to, in our in our system, it's very easy most times to go out and actually interact with candidates before the election, but you've got to be thinking ahead. And so now's the time for pastors in particular to be challenging their people to get engaged and, and to, to learn about the process and the people running for office. And so we've put together some videos that are suitable to project as a part of a, uh, an announcements at church or a midweek Bible study. We've put together some uh still slides and, and resources that can be reused as part of a social media campaign to just encourage people to get educated and get out and vote. Um, there are a, a series of videos uh, by Dr. Tony Evans on our webpage. I was at a conference hosted by our sister organization up in Iowa this summer, and Dr. Evans gave just a really phenomenal presentation on kingdom politics, as he calls it. And why we need to engage as kingdom citizens and, and not to allow ourselves to get pulled into the partisan divide, but we're the, we're the church of Jesus Christ. We won't always see every issue or every candidate the same because we're different people, right. but we all need to filter our vote through what we know of the scripture. And that's what I'm challenging pastors to do right now is to encourage their people to start that process. Now early voting begins, um, soon and uh, election day is just right around the corner. And so it's important for folks to get educated, to go out and meet the candidates, 
and to cast a vote that honors God. Yeah, and we're talking with uh, Brian English, the director of the Texas Values Church Ambassador Program, uh, talking about the Honoring God Toolkit uh, that's available for you at churches. All, all this material that we're talking about is linked. It's downloadable. It's usable, reusable resources for your church, for your organization. Um, it's meant to encourage Christians towards biblical engagement with elections, honoring God by, by stewarding the gift of their vote. Brian, why is it important? Um, why is prayer important in all of this? I see, you see you have a prayer guide in, in this as well. Right. Well, everything that we do as believers ought to be bathed in prayer. And um, as you pointed out at the top of the show, the choices we're called to make when it comes to an election are not always easy. Um, they're not cut and dried necessarily. It's it. Our system kind of is designed to pit one candidate against another or one party against another. And it's true. When we walk into the ballot box, we're presented with a, a choice between two parties, two candidates. And yet what we're being asked to do as citizens and as Christians is to give our stamp of approval by um, giving these people our authority under our constitutional republic, the people are really the, the authority, and we elect these people to represent us. And so we, we give them some of our authority to serve in those roles. And so that's a, that's a weighty process. Even though it's easy, we've made it very simple to go in and, and click the digital box or to request a, an absentee ballot. And yet it's not a decision that should be made quickly. It's not something that should be just a, a snap decision, again, based on a flyer or a television ad or a political affiliation. But it's the sort of thing that we ought to prayerfully consider. Who, who has earned our votes? Who will honor God in that position that we're placing them in? And um, we really should be praying for each and every person that's in office and asking God to reveal to us who he would like for us to elevate in this next election. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, we were, um, we were at, and I'll talk about this a little bit more later. We were at Preston candidate, uh, Prestonwood candidate forum last night and um, got to hear some amazing candidates from Collin County, Denton County, talk about their faith journeys and just hear, you know, how God um, brought them to uh, a desire in public service. But, but prayer was a key factor and it was a very important part in, uh, in their lives as well. And I, I know um, at the Church Ambassador Network, when you guys go to uh, the Capitol, you, you spend time, you pray for um, uh, can, um, elected officials of both sides. You, right. you, you, you build that, you know, you build that rapport by just really investing time in their spiritual, in their spiritual walk. We do. And uh, again, it, it starts now, right? We've got this election coming up. And so the, the forum that you attended was so important to give candidates, regardless of their political affiliation, the opportunity to talk to believers and to talk about their faith journey. Right. Um, I missed that event because I was at the Texas Minority Coalition uh, annual dinner over in Tyler that night. And uh, that in a lot of ways, it was about like a church service itself. There were a lot of pastors there, and uh, the speakers each uh, referenced their their uh, faith convictions in their participation in the process. The other thing that I liked about the the event that I went to, none of the candidates were invited to speak. Uh, there were some folks running for office in the room, but it was a great opportunity for largely people of faith to come together 
and and to discuss what it is that motivates us to prepare for this next election. And um, in that case, I was also invited to to pray over the 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 folks in attendance and to just ask God to give us clarity of thought and and purpose as we head to the polls. But once that election is over, and if if the folks that are listening, if your pastor is not already active with the Church Ambassador Network, I would encourage you to visit our website and to get some information and share with them. Uh, we we do minister to elected officials without regard to their party affiliation. We build relationships with these folks. We we get to know them as individual people. They. They go home at night to a family who they need to take care of. And, and in addition to their, their business and their family, they have been elevated to public office. And so we come alongside them, get to know them as a person. We honor them as a shepherd in the institution of government that's been placed there by God. And then we, we reintroduce the concept that the church is a problem solver in the state of Texas and can be a great partner in addressing the, the issues that most trouble our lawmakers, the things that they're trying to legislate around, trying to address from a legislative perspective, the church more often than not has a successful ministry that's already addressing it. And so I want pastors and elected officials to know each other so that they can be in relationship and communicate freely. Well, look, I, I think that um, that what the network does is just so important and your work is your work is so important. You're fighting um, a spiritual warfare. You're fighting in the spiritual realm as well. So uh, we're talking with Brian English, the uh, director of the Church Ambassador Network. Brian, thank you for coming on and uh, just kind of visiting with us about this, about the Honoring God Toolkit, which is available and downloadable for you to, to use at your church or your organization. Uh, any other last words you want to add uh, on this or, or anything else? Nope. I would just encourage folks to visit txvalues.org. There are all kinds of resources on our webpage, and the Honoring God Toolkit is something that will be available from now through the election. And again, it is it is designed in a way that is nonpartisan. It is completely uh, acceptable to use in any setting. Um, and so we encourage pastors to use it, encourage you to use it with your Bible study groups, uh, and, and let's, as the body of Christ, uh, come together, prayerfully consider the candidates that are standing for election and honor God with their votes this November. And, and right now, this toolkit is available. It's txvalues.org forward slash honoring hyphen God. So we'll get it up. We'll get it up on the, uh, the homepage as well. You can look for that. Our team is working on that right now. Um, but if you want to access it uh, immediately, you can go to uh, txvalues.org. Uh, dot org forward slash honoring hyphen God. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for being a part of the program uh, this morning. Really appreciate your time as well. And uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thanks. We were talking with uh, Brian English, director of the Church Ambassador Program, about the Honoring God Toolkit available for your church or organization. But look, you know, if you've been in or around politicians, um, Often you've heard them saying things like, uh, well, this may be the most important election of your lifetime. And that, that's pretty much a stock line that's used uh, by those running for office everywhere. But it does have a tinge of veracity because as Christians and as voters, we should always consider the next election to be the most important one 
of our lifetime, particularly now, right? Because uh, after nearly you know two long years of President Biden's woke agenda, and with midterms just around the corner, uh, conservatives are wondering, you know, what comes next? What, what what's next? What's going to happen next? And what's going to happen on the issues that matter the most? Well. President Biden shed some light on that issue um, recently. Reuters put out a story yesterday um, about how the president was talking. He was talking with this group of uh, folks at Howard Theater in Washington. And he said, and this is what he said. He said, um, here is the promise I make to you and the American people. The first bill that I will send to Congress will be to codify Roe v. Wade. Okay, so what what does that mean? Well, we know that Roe v. Wade was overturned earlier this year, and the case that overturned it was a case out of Mississippi. It was by um, Attorney General Lynn Finch, who was um, uh, invited speaker at our policy forum. But it was uh, a case out of Mississippi called Dobbs v. Jackson. Uh, and without going into too much depth on this, the the the, the Dobbs case basically. Um, it asked the Supreme Court a question. It said, was Roe rightly decided in the sense of, can you locate a right to abortion somewhere in the text of the Constitution, of the United States Constitution? So the, the rest of the opinion, um, which was written by Justice Alito, was basically an impressive tour de force um, where he just explodes the myth that Roe could have ever been rightly decided. He goes... He goes through um, through Roe v. Wade. He goes over the past 50 years and just case after case and just really eliminates the possibility that abortion could have been located uh, and a right to abortion could have been located anywhere in the text of the United States Constitution. So so after the Dobbs case, right, the, um, it was sent back um, and abortion was sent back to be regulated at the state level. You know, and we see, we see now uh, looking at the the spectrum and the landscape, the legal landscape. We see some 16 different states that have put either a partial or complete abortion ban um, in, in place at the state level. And some case, in some cases, uh, some states like California and New York, they're actually working on um, doing on doing the opposite of that, doing the exact opposite thing, allowing abortion up until the time. Of birth, so that's kind of a backdrop for President Biden's remarks. He knew that if a pro-choice candidate or pro-choice candidates were to win the midterm elections, and, and they start to coalesce and they form a majority in Congress, then the, he's going to be able to push through a federal bill that forces states to allow abortion uh, for anyone who wants them, and that's and that's why the upcoming elections um, on November eighth are so important. Uh, and I don't have to tell you this, but a bill like this could have, you know, just a tremendous impact on pro-life states across the country. Just a tremendous impact in the in, in the immediate aftermath of Roe v. Wade. And, and for those who are, who are not familiar, Roe v. Wade was overturned back in June. So it was overturned in June. Now we're in October, four months later. And this is the immediate aftermath. We are seeing a torrent of litigation. And we predicted this, our policy team predicted this back in June, but we're seeing um, just a torrent of litigation by Planned Parenthood, Whole Women's Health, other abortion providers uh, bringing lawsuits and those lawsuits being focused 
on challenging the good laws that have been passed today, laws that are protective of life, such as the trigger law or laws that were already on the books that were that were enjoined by courts, stopped by courts, or that had fallen into di disuse. It's a legal theory called writ of erasure fallacy. But we have so much work left to do. And we have so much work left to do in the areas of protecting faith and family and freedom. And part of that comes from electing a state legislature that actually affirms life. Um, state members uh, in, in the House and in the Senate that actually work to ensure that all preborn babies are truly safe and truly safe from abortion. So we can't just, we can't just um, you know, be content and proclaim now that uh, abortion is illegal and just trust the abortion industry and all the leftist politicians to follow the law. We've got to extend um, you know, different tools. Uh, we've got to extend different tools that made the Texas Heartbeat Act so massively effective to, uh, to other future pro-life laws. In addition, we've got to help women. We've got to further expand the alternatives to abortion program. We've got to give expanded resources to pregnant women. We need to pass legislation to safeguard uh, pregnant and parenting college students from discrimination. And we need to reform the adoption process to make sure and ensure that women and families have all the resources they need in order to thrive and in order to choose life in the future as well. So we, we can't just be content with making abortion illegal. We have to make abortion unthinkable and unthinkable to the point that the gruesome reality is so terrible even to contemplate. We obviously, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do on the front of pro-life, on religious freedom. And so this fight continues, but the elections are, are so important. And, and making sure that your vote is, uh, that you're a good steward of your vote is so important in this upcoming November. Uh, a few additional things to um, mention. One, being the candidate forum we had at Prestonwood. I said I was going to talk a little bit about this earlier. Um, we had uh, Texas Values co-hosted co with Prestonwood Baptist Church, a candidate forum for Collin and Denton County in Plano, Texas, uh, a couple days ago. And it was just, it was just a fantastic time. Uh, we had dozens of candidates come uh, from different counties. Um, if you weren't able to make it, you really missed a special time. But candidates from both parties uh, were there and they were able to talk about their faith journeys. And uh, it was just really incredible to hear how God had called them to public service and had called them uh, to run for these offices. But these, these types of events are going on now because, because the early voting is, is just getting ready to start. These types of events are going on all over the state of Texas. So if you get the opportunity to go and hear candidates from your area, you should jump on that because these events are really informative and they're really good in helping you be a good steward of your vote as well. Second, really exciting, really exciting announcement, right? Uh, our annual gala is coming up this Friday, November 11th at the Weston Galleria in Dallas. You do not want to miss this, right? We have a keynote speaker who is amazing. Former White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany is going to be our keynote speaker, and she's She's just an amazing, an amazing person, an amazing speaker. She's a conservative commentator, uh, co-host of Fox's New Fox News is outnumbered. Um, just a really, really incredible uh, person. We're also going to have a VIP reception 
and you can get um, you can get tickets to that as well as to the general event at txvalues.org forward slash events. Um, we're coming to the end of our of our segment, but just wanted to say using your using your vote uh, and and being a good steward of your vote is so important. You can find uh, resources for you at our Honoring God Toolkit. Um, that toolkit is currently, our team is currently working on getting that up on the homepage of our website, but, we're, but we also have it available right now. If you want to go and download it, you can go to txvalues.org uh, forward slash honoring hyphen God, and that's a mouthful, but you can go and you can download it. You can find uh, videos from Tony Evans. Um, Brian English, the director of our Church Ambassador Network, was here earlier. He was talking about some video resources from from this page and uh, from Tony Evans on uh, kingdom, the kingdom of God and kingdom politics, and just really helpful things that you can show not only uh, at your church, maybe a youth group, maybe a church gathering, uh, different events that you have, or an organization, if you have an organization that's meeting and you want to show them uh, as well, just really important resources. Uh, and, and then also we have a prayer guide. So we, we talked about how uh, prayer was um, just so important in lifting up all of these um, all of these individuals to the Lord, also praying for the Lord to show discernment to you in how uh, you use and you steward your vote. So um, you can find all of these resources at txvalues.org. If you want to sign up, uh, the legislative session is getting close. Now, um, November 14th is the deadline where representatives, House representatives and House and uh, state senators start filing legislation. So you can go to Texas legislature online and you can check out the bills that are going to be uh, filed starting November uh, 14th as well. But if you want to stay up with the updates that our policy team uh, has uh, in the legislature, and we are there every day of the legislature, all 140 days of the legislature, all five months, um, then you can go and you can text uh, seven, TX values to 797979, and you can get text alerts and text updates uh, to, to figure out what's going on at the state legislature, uh, November 2022, all the way through May of 2023. And that wraps us up for the segment on this Texas Values Report. I'm Jonathan Covey. I'm the Policy Director for Texas Values, filling in for Jonathan Science today. Thank you for joining us on the Texas Values Report, and we'll see you again next time on the Texas Values Report. <laughs>